Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Oh, come on, y'all can do better than that. I'm going to move this up a little bit. I don't like being that far away. Pastor Steve's not here, so that's all right. God is good. God is good. Yes, he is. I want to take some time to pray right now. Father, I thank you. I thank you that as we come together as a people, you continually show yourself faithful by being in our midst. We thank you for your presence, and we don't take that for granted. We thank you, Father, that today is a special day, not just because we're here, but because you've given us another life to live. And that life, Father, we give unto others freely as you've given yours unto us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. In Revelation chapter 2, verse 10, he's the adversary of the brethren. And in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, he's the one who stands against. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14, he's called the angel of light. And in Matthew chapter 12, verse 24, he's called Beelzebub. We also know him as the enemy, father of all liars. Lucifer, serpent, a roaring lion, the ruler of darkness, tempter, thief, and Satan. He's the direct polar opposite of the one that we call Jesus. He's, he's what we say the antithesis of the one that we call Savior, the one that we call friend. And we all know who I'm talking about He's the one who at every chance we get, as it says in Romans chapter 16, verse 20, that we're supposed to crush him, where? Under our feet. We know who our enemy is. But for all the things that we know about Satan, for all the characteristics that we see about him in the word of God, sometimes I think, sometimes I think Satan gets a bad rap. I get it. That may be a little bit hard to just, but sometimes I do. Sometimes I think the devil gets a bad rap. Hang with me. Trust me. You'll know where I'm going. I know that he speaks lies. I know that he gets us to remember the things that we've done in the past, how we failed in the past, how he gets us to remember our prior transgressions, our sins. That's his job. That's what he's supposed to do. But I think there comes a time in our lives well, we have to understand one thing. I think there comes a time in our life when we have to start doing one specific thing. Sometimes we have to see ourselves through Satan's eyes. Sometimes we have to see ourselves the way that he sees us. I know that Christians, we're taught to see ourselves in a certain way. We're taught and we understand that the scripture says certain things about us. Some of us have heard these statements throughout our lives, some for decades, some are new. Things like, I realize that I'm the head and I'm not the tail. 
that I'm above and I'm not beneath. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Also, we believe that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Those are our truths. That's the foundation that we stand on. Those are the things that we believe. That's how we know who we are. That's what God says to us. Christ strengthens me. We've been taught through God's word, God's word to see ourselves as God sees us. But sometimes I believe that the way God sees us, sometimes we don't fully grasp. We see that with Gideon. God told Gideon that he was going to save Israel from the Midianites. But Gideon didn't understand. He said, God, how can it be me? And we see that in Judges chapter 6, verses 11 through 16. And we'll read that now. In verse 11, it says, One day the angel of God came and sat down under the oak in Oprah that belonged to Joash the Abezrite, whose son Gideon was threshing wheat in the winepress out of sight from Midianites. The angel of God appeared to him and said, God is with you, O mighty warrior. Sometimes I believe we do the same thing, that we question God. God, Gideon questioned God in the next verse. In verse 15, he said, me, my master, how and with what could I ever save Israel? Look at me. My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the runt of the litter. God said to him, I will be with you. Believe in me. You'll defeat Midian as one man. God told Gideon what he was supposed to do. But like we do sometimes when God gives us a word, when God tells us, yes, that you're going to do this, we look at ourselves and say, God, how can you use me? How can you use this body, this natural state, with everything that I've done? See, Gideon, Gideon told God, God, look, I'm from the weakest clan, the weakest family in Manasseh. And just like we do sometimes when we pile the dirt on and make it even worse, Gideon made it even worse. He didn't just say that he was from the weakest family. He said, I'm from the weakest family, and I'm also the runt of the litter. He's like, God, I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know what happened this morning, but how can you use me? Sometimes we do that. Sometimes we say, God, you can't use me. So the first thing I have to say is don't let your deficiencies question your destiny. Don't let your deficiencies question your destiny. That means that whenever God tells you something, whenever he speaks a word into your life, how dare we look at ourselves and say, God, you can't use me. How can you use this? How can you use all of my inadequacies, all of my delinquencies, all of the things that I've done in the past and still use me? But he knows what your destiny is. Don't let your natural state hold you back from what God has ultimately called you to do. Moses did the same thing. God, how am I supposed to speak to these people and deliver them? I have a speech problem. What am I supposed to say? Tell them I'm the man. 
That's it. I am who I am. That's what we're supposed to do. And I'll be candid and honest with you. That happened to me about seven years ago. There's a series that uh, Pastor Steve had started and it was called Inward, meaning word that comes from within our body. And he came to me and says, hey, I need you to speak. He didn't ask me. <laughs> he says, okay, of course, pray about it. But, yeah, I, I, you're going to be one of the speakers. I'm like, you're cooking my grits, Pastor Steve. That's a country saying, I don't know, North Carolina, that's all right. But, yeah, I, I, I've grown up. Give me a mic. Give me some music. Give me a script and give me a stage, and I'm okay. But, God, you can't use me to do that. It's not going to happen. Really? Of course, I told my mom. She said, yeah, I knew it. I've been doing it for like 20 years now. Okay, great. Thanks. It's not what I needed to hear. You should be supportive in my, in my inadequacies, mama. Help me out. So don't let your inadequacies, your delinquencies, question who God has called you to be. He knows what he's placed you in this life for. He knows exactly the reason he's placed you in certain situations, certain people's lives, certain jobs, certain churches, certain cities, certain states. He knows what he's doing. Believe in what he's called you to do. We also can see ourselves through the, through the eyes of the word of the Bible. In Isaiah chapter 61, verses 1 through 11, I'm not going to read them all to you. But it says a few things about us as the children of God. We will be renamed the oaks of righteousness to display God's glory. It also says we will be priests of God. It also says our inheritance will be doubled and be given everlasting life and will forever be called blessed people. Those are our roots. That's our foundation of children of God. That's that's, that's who we are. I'm not talking about our family roots, our natural roots. These are our spiritual roots, the ones that God has put within us, the ones that we learn and we nurture on a day-to-day -day basis when we pray, when we read our word, when we stand here and worship in this building, when we worship outside of this place. Those are the truths that we stand on and that we believe in, that God sees us in a special way. Now, if I were to take a vote today, and ask everybody in here, I would ask, who's our enemy? And I'm sure everybody would be able to say, who is our enemy? Satan, the devil. I think, I think most, most of us know that. If you didn't know it, we can look in Matthew chapter 13, verse 39, where it says, just a snippet, the enemy that sowed them is the devil, meaning he was planting weeds among the wheat for destruction. That's who our enemy is. Our enemy is Satan. And I think we know that. I don't think there's any, any question, any doubt of who our enemy is. But there's one thing that our enemy does, and he, he does a few things, and he does them very well. Again, I'm not here to tote our enemy, but you'll see where I'm going with this. Our enemy studies us. Because we are what? A threat to him. He studies us. He watches our movements. He watches everything that we do. He reads us. He looks at us and how we handle certain situations. He watches our tendencies. 
What do we do when someone cuts us off? What do we do when they don't get our order right at Taco Bell? What do we do when our favorite team loses? What does Darren McDaniel do when Oklahoma loses to Iowa State? <laughs> Is that too soon? <laughs> Sorry. What, what does Aaron do when OU beats Texas? Okay, I'll stop. What are our tendencies? What do we do? He, he, he looks at us. He, put, he puts certain things in front of us to see how we're going to react, to see what we're going to do. He watches us. He studies us. He sees our steps. He sees, he sees what makes us upset because he wants to know how we react because he needs to try to find out what our weaknesses are. So I think that we need to take a page out of the devil's playbook. Start doing things kind of like he does. Meaning, do you know your weakness? Do you understand the things in your life that you need to strengthen, that you need to make stronger? Do you see that? I was wondering what you were looking at. I'm like, I'm like, Jesus? <laughs> Is it a dove? No, I'm joking. That's all right. You got me back. Good looking, JC. So, anyway. <laughs> uh, so, we have to understand what our weaknesses are because guess what? The devil knows what our weaknesses are. You need to know and to learn yourself. See yourself through his eyes. Know what you need to get strong in. Know the areas of life you need to gird and to strengthen up. This only allows you to become stronger. Rocky Balboa did the same thing. He did. In Rocky II, he was fighting Apollo Creed again. And Mickey, his trainer... And everybody in the world, Apollo knew, everybody knew that Rocky fought as a southpaw. Anybody know what a southpaw is? He's a lefty. He's a lefty. So everybody knew that he fought as a lefty. So his weakness was fighting as a right-handed fighter. So what did Mickey do in this movie? He trained Rocky as a what? A right-handed fighter. Because he knew that the weakness that Apollo Creed and his team was studying was that he couldn't fight as a right-handed fighter. And what Rocky did and what Mickey did is the same thing I'm asking you all to do. I'm asking myself to do. That when he starts to throw the kitchen sink at you, flip the script. And in the, in the movie, they said now, and he started fighting as a right-handed fighter. He had no idea what hit him. Because the area that he thought that Rocky was weak in, he was no longer weak in. He was stronger. And he was able to defeat him. Because he wasn't expecting him to understand his own weakness and to guard himself against it. When are we going to start doing self-reflection within ourselves? 
not saying that we're admitting that we're weak, not saying that we're putting ourselves down, but there comes a time that we have to self-reflect within ourselves and say, you know what, I've got issues in this area. When are we going to look inward and say, okay, God, I've got things that I need you to work on because I need to be stronger in this area because when the enemy attacks, I need to be ready. Because guess what? He's going to attack. It's going to happen. The question is, have you made yourself ready? Have you looked at yourself the way he looks at you and understand your own weakness? That's what we have to do. Understanding our own weaknesses. And I know that I may be focusing a lot on what the devil does and not focusing on what we do as Christians, but This is something that we need to do. I'll give you another example. If I need to tear down, if I'm a contractor, or I'll take it back. If you're a contractor and you need to tear down some buildings, and this is your job, this is what you do. You do it every day, so you're really good at it. But you get this contract and you've got to take out a row of outhouses. Now, for the young ones that don't know what an outhouse is, it's a non-portable porta potty. <laughs> I mean, am I right? It's not going to go anywhere. It's just staying there. But if you need to tear those structures down, are you as a contractor going to get your biggest and best bulldozers to move them out the way? No. You don't need a bulldozer to knock over an outhouse. A guy in a sledgehammer, that's about it. The devil sees you the same way. Sometimes you feel like he's throwing the kitchen sink at you. Sometimes you think that he's throwing everything he has at you. There's a reason why. Because he sees you as a formidable foe, a huge building that needs to be taken down. So guess what? Yes, Satan, I see you. You're throwing everything you have at me, but that's okay because I know that I'm a threat to you. I have to understand how he sees me. When things start to happen in life, when things start going the wrong way, when it seems like I can't pay my bills, my boss is getting on my nerves, my child isn't clean, never mind, um, when nothing is going the way that it should be, I have to understand and realize that the devil is trying to take me out because he sees me as a threat. So when are we going to start seeing ourselves as he sees us? That brings me to my next point. When will we start having as much confidence within ourselves as Satan has in us? When are we going to start having as much confidence within ourselves as Satan has in us? A lot of times I believe that we allow him to have more faith in us, confidence in us, that if he tries to take us out, that we're not going to be able to respond. Like I said, he comes against us. He's going to throw everything he has at you. So when are we going to start realizing that, you know what? If this dude is coming against me, there must be a reason why. There has to be. He's not going to mess with anyone that's not going to be a threat to him. When are you going to start looking at yourself through the devil's eyes? That's my question. Sometimes I think it's hard for us. 
Sometimes I think we develop what I call that Gideon syndrome. God, I can't do it. I'm inadequate. I'm weak. I'm pathetic. I walk around this world feeling defeated. Sometimes I think that we're waiting for that last attack just to send us over the edge because we can't take it anymore. That has to stop, and that has to stop now. We have to understand who we are. Like I said, I believe that we allow him to, more ha- to have more confidence in us than we have within our own selves. Now, you may say, I'm confident in who I am. Uh, I-, I get it. I- I'm confident. But sometimes I believe that it is hard to be confident when the devil is constantly telling us how we screwed up. How we're constantly trying to live in the past. That's his job is to bring up the things that we've done before. That's what he's supposed to do. And I get it. It's hard. I know. I've been there. But I'm going to ask you to do one simple thing. When he brings up your past, I want you to tell him two words. Just two. I want you to tell him, thank you. Well, Satan brings up the things you've done in the past when he says, you remember what you did back in 1992? Yeah, I remember. It wasn't very good. Instead of dwelling on it, tell him, thank you. Thank you, Satan, for letting me know where I've come from. Thank you for letting me know the path that I used to be on. I want to tell him, tell him these things. Thank you, Satan, for reminding me how much I messed up and screwed up along the way. Tell him, thank you for reminding me that I was dirty and not worthy of the love that God had for me. But Satan, I thank you for reminding me that I was once a wretched soul, but by the grace of God, that soul has been saved. Satan, I want to thank you for reminding me that I was lost and not able to find my way, but God's hand reached down and took me up and helped me find my way. Thank you for reminding me that I was so blind that I could not see the forest from the trees, but God cleared my sight, and now I can see Thank you for reminding me what God has done. People, that sounds an awfully lot like amazing grace. And we sing that song, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Ha, I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Thank you, Satan, for reminding me of his goodness. Thank you for reminding me and bringing back to my remembrance what my father has done for me. That's what we need to do. Thank you. Thank you. I needed that because I forgot. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. You, and when we tell Satan thank you, and in turn, we start giving thanks to God. 
because that is complete worship. And when we say thank you to Satan, he can't stay around because that thank you turns into our adoration for our Savior and for our King. And when we worship him, his spirit comes down, and the devil can only do one thing, and that is flee. So what he thought he meant for your destruction is only making you stronger. Tell him thank you. He tries to make us to live in our past. This is my last point. When he tries to remind you of your past, remind him of your future. When he tries to remind you of your past, remind him of your future. We may think that that's a simple thought and a simple concept, but he continually wants us to live in our past, but we have to remember what our future is. There's a reason that our car windows are the way that they are. There's a reason that the back window is smaller than the windshield, because most of our focus should be ahead of us, in front of us. Yeah, do we need to peek back every now and then? Of course we do. That's what a good driver does. I love you. <laughs> That's what a good driver does. We, we have to stay attention and pay attention to the front. Our back windows are smaller in our car for a reason because we're not supposed to look back more than we're supposed to look forward. It's just that simple. We're not supposed to look back as much as we're supposed to look forward. He wants us to continue to live behind us. So when we see ourselves through his eyes, we realize I'm not supposed to stay there. I'm supposed to continue looking forward so I can make sure I can stay on the path, the destiny that God has called me to. When we finally grasp this revelation, we begin to see the devil through his own eyes. We flip it on him. We see ourselves, but now we see who he is. We begin to see him for what he really does. We can then say to him what the word says about him. The word says, Satan, that you're a liar. The word says, Satan, the truth is not in you. It says that you accuse the brethren. But it also tells me, Satan, that you have been defeated, so you are a defeated foe. My mom used to say that phrase for as long as I can remember. I don't know where she got it from. I think it was hers. I don't know, but I'm giving it to her because I've heard it for 40 plus years. She took all those scriptures together and put them into one phrase. And when Satan would attack, when he thought that he had his way, when he thought that he was going to win, she would utter these phrases. Sometimes I would hear it for an hour or plus on end. But you know what? It got in my spirit. She would say it from the bottom of her feet to her head with everything within her, with every, every ounce of spit and anger towards Satan that she had. She would say, Satan, you are a liar and the truth is not in you. You're an accuser of the brethren and you're a defeated foe. She would say that constantly 
over and over and over again, reminding him of who he truly is and reminding herself that God has delivered her in the end. That's what we need to do. See the devil for who he really is. Because guess what? If we see the devil through his eyes, he already knows he's defeated. So when are we going to start doing that and realizing that no matter what home he brings against you, it doesn't matter. He is still defeated. We have that knowledge. Trust me, I get it. Stuff happens, and it's terrible. I know. I've been there. We still press on. We still move on. Team, if you can come. When are we going to start doing these things? When are we going to start understanding who we are? Don't let your deficiencies question what God has in store for you. Don't do it. We need to make sure we start having as much confidence within ourselves as Satan has within us. Those are the things that we need to start doing. And ultimately, when he tries to remind you of the things that you've done, tries to make you remember who you used to be, remind him of what your future is, what God has laid out for you. That's my simple word to you today. When will we start seeing ourselves through Satan's eyes? as a formidable foe, as one that already has the victory. Even when we may be down and out, I get it. But we're still strong. We're still delivered. With eyes closed and heads bowed, please listen to what I'm saying. Now is the time. Now is the time for us to release ourselves to believe who we really are. Now is the time for us not only, not only to believe who God sees us as, not only to believe what the Bible says we are, but we need to see ourselves where our enemy sees us, a true and direct threat to his plan to take this world over. We need to realize that we're the ones on the high side of a lopsided victory. We're an heir to the longest standing kingdom of all time that's been unmatched in all of its glory. Some of us have, we felt beat up for a long time. For a long time. Some of us so long that it feels like that it's impossible to see yourselves in the way that I depicted that we should be today. You've been through so much. You received so many punches from the enemy for so long that you're almost to the point of throwing in the towel. 
I'm here to let you know that that unfair fight is actually in your favor. I'm here to let you know that the fight that you're in is not over. The bell has not rung. The towel has not been thrown. And you're not down for the count. If you're here and you say, Tari, I know that I have victory in Christ. I know that I'm victorious, but there are still times that I feel defeated. There are still times that I feel like there's no way that I can fight back. If you say that I'm tired and I feel like giving up, there are days that I don't feel like there's any fight left in me. If you say that that's me, if that's you today, I've been there. Trust me, I get it. We all been there. If we live and we breathe and we walk in this earth, then we've all been there and some of us are there now. If that's you today, I'm going to ask that you come up here so we can pray. And you won't be alone. Don't let the devil talk you out of your victory today. If that's you, <laughs> don't let him tell you that you shouldn't go. If that's you today, please. If you say, I need to understand who my enemy is a little bit better because I need to understand that I am strong. If there's people in your life that you know and understand that may feel this way, I want you to pray for them also. Sometimes we may have that fear and say, you know what? I'm not the one to pray for them. But that very well may be your destiny. How do we see ourselves? While you're sitting there, if you want to come to the altar, that's fine. Take this time while they sing to reflect on yourself and make the choice to choose to see yourself as the devil sees you, as a threat. For some of us, that's a step up. For some of us, that's not something that we're used to doing seeing ourselves in a light that we have not seen ourselves in before. So while they sing, realize <laughs> that our Father is always there. And as we continue to look forward and not looking in our past, He's standing there right there in front of us, cheering us on. So trust our Father for who He really is. Trust that what he's called you to do is what your destiny is and walk in that. Don't let your inadequacies, your deficiencies keep you from walking into what God has called you into. 
we'll take a few minutes and then Angel will close us out.
God, we thank you that you are made strong in our weakness. God, we thank you that you are with us everywhere that we go. You'll never leave us nor forsake us. And God, we thank you that we're not doing this life alone. We thank you for the brothers and sisters in Christ that we place beside us to also run this fight with us. We love you. We thank you. Thank you for the words you spoke this morning. May it take root in our hearts to where we can look back inside. You're like, these are the things, these are where I'm weak. So God, I need you. God, I open up this area of my life for you. So that your strength can fight this battle. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, just before, just right now, before you guys are It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.